going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Vicky Wines, that would be me. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's Sad Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to start off in normal fashion, and we're going to start off with a prayer in Scripture in the normal anointed radio fashion. And the Scripture is coming out of Psalms 119-169, and it says, May my cry come before you, Lord. That Scripture right there just wants you to know, right, that God hears your cries. God hears Every time that you're going through and you think that you're by yourself, God hears your cry. So whatever you're going through, just know God hears your cry. He hears your prayer and that he's going to come through for you. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God, for today. God, we just ask you to be in the place. Let a word be said. Let somebody be able to to hear something that could be able to help them, give them new revelation, new aspects, new new way of looking at things. God, God, we just ask you to be able to. Let us be able to teach the un, uh, teach the unteachable, reach the unreachable, and be able to get somebody even with the hardest hearts to say, what can I do to be saved? God, enlarge the territory of anointed radio. Let us be able to go forth, get to new airwaves, new countries, to new places, and just be able to show people the light of you, God, that we are here to, to testify and, and tell people about you, God. So, God, we just Thank you. We glorify you, God. Just be able to bless everybody under the sound of my voice so that they could be able to walk away with something tonight, God. God, we thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This, this is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. And you can be able to find Anointed Radio on all social media platforms at LV Anointed 
radio make sure you download the anointed radio app all my people in the room make sure you share all my twitter people all my youtube people all the facebook people all the roku people make sure that you share like and subscribe if you're on roku go ahead and just share it with somebody share the word in the living room if you're on there just wave your hands in your living room right now so we're going to go ahead and bring up our co-hosts we have the lovely miss Brittany marley we have Prophetess Tish. And we have Miss Simi So Real. So every before we bring on our guests, um, go ahead and tell everybody where you guys can be found. What's up, everybody? You can find me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley. And like I always say, every Tuesday at Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly.blogspot.com. And again, we are in season four. Just kick off that episode this week. Check us out. I'm your girl, Semi So Real. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find me at S Y M M I E So Real, one word, okay? So am real. <laughs> I am Prophetess Tish. You can find me on Instagram at fervently.creations. You can find me on Facebook at Tish Shearer. You can find me in them clubhouse streets as Prophetess Tish. You can also find me on my website, www.ferventlycreations.com. And please do not miss me on the Roku channel for Anointed Radio with the Fervently Creations TV show. Amen. Amen. And go ahead to uh, pay respect pay some of these bills shout outs to all of our sports partners the las vegas raiders las vegas knights the wnba las vegas champions the lady aces we have the las vegas lights and we want you to know that if you want all your sport updates go follow benzel washington and Boss Barbie, who is our sports analyst here at Anointed Radio. Their show is dropping February, uh, first week of February. I, it's going to be something that's going to be dope. It's going to be exciting. You're going to see clips from the show, from the game. We're, it's about to go down here in Las Vegas. With us becoming a new mecca of sports, we're going to have a new mecca sh for the show of sports here in Las Vegas, based in Las Vegas. So uh, definitely check that out when you see all of the flyers and all the good social media stuff and if speaking of social media stuff make sure you follow us on lv anointed radio you can see all of our updates make see all the things that we're doing um we're going to have some great things for the year of 2023 so definitely check us out with that being said saying it early we're going to go ahead and bring up our guest the talented man of god he has been he just got back from italy and he's been doing ministry in so many places, and he's been just showing his gift everywhere. So we're going to bring up Mr. Brent Jones, everybody. What's up, y'all? Hey. 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 We caught you playing, didn't we? Yeah, man. I'm in here. I, I actually feel I, I, I had a creative surge. That's why I'm a little late getting on, so I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I how y'all doing? We doing We're good. good. How you we good. We good. Excuse, this is the only house that my wife. This is the only room in the house that my wife allows me to keep junking. So, uh, <laughs> junk, 
This is the created space for me. I got my keys. I got the computer. And, you know, this is my my little room. Yeah. So, Mr. Jones, where can yeah. everybody find you and follow you? Um, what's all your social media handles, websites, all that good stuff? All right. So now I'm Gen, I'm Gen X. Okay. So <laughs> I need you to know that I'm not TikToking yet. It's on the way. <laughs> this is the season of TikTok for me. I want you to know. Amen. I feel a TikTok in your spirit. I feel a TikTok in your spirit. Feeling them coming in the Honda. Wow, here you guys are. Where'd you get these crazy idiot females? We can cut it. We can cut it. I love it. Okay, so look, Brent Jones on Instagram is Brent Jones Music. At Brent Jones Music. Facebook is Brent Jones. B-R-E-N-T. Okay. Uh, what am I else am I at? I have my own website, uh, brentjonesound.com. I'm not TikToking yet, but it's on the way. Mm. It's on the way. So Instagram is where I live. Facebook, I do some. Uh, all my pictures from Italy are on Facebook. So, uh, and, and Instagram too. So my daughter's trying to get me to TikTok. So, I mean, I don't know. So we'll see. Amen. <laughs> so everybody, make sure you go and follow him. And when he make his TikTok and he come out with the song TikTok, it don't stop. Yeah, we're gonna get that TikTok. It don't stop. notes right there. So, um, with that, everybody watching right now, again, gonna pay some bills. Share, like, subscribe, download the Anointed Radio app where you can hear Brent Jones' music. So make sure you download the Anointed Radio app for twenty-four hour gospel. All day, every day, in the car, at the airport, wherever you are, anointed radio app. And we're going to go ahead and transition to Miss Brittany Marley with our icebreaker game. All right. So tonight's game is just a little bit different, sir, specifically just for you, made just for you tonight. <laughs> um, so if we were in studio, how it would go is it would just be a bowl of questions that you would just pick out. And just answer one by one. But since we are not in studio, I have questions numbered one through 13. We're okay. going to pick a number, whatever number that is, that's the question that I ask you. We're going to do that five times. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Pick a number one through 13. One, because he is the one. All right. Let's see. <laughs> What's a sauce, condiment, or dressing you can't live without? I don't like I don't I do not like any condiments. I don't put ketchup on my French fries. Uh, a little barbecue sauce on a rib. Uh, that's why you have to cook the meat right and season it right. Because I'm not a real condiment person. I I eat hamburgers like a little child. I I eat plain hamburgers, meat oh. and bread only, not even cheese. Your wife must not a cook. My wife is a chef. She is the bomb cook. And so she's wasted 30 years of marriage on me. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
He's like, really? This is the man that I married. But yeah, you know, I'm a meat and vegetables kind of guy. So if you cook that steak right and season it right, I don't need no steak sauce. If you, you know what I'm saying? I don't, and my wife does. So, you know. What I just, about the hot sauce though? No, I don't like hot sauce. I don't He's like not a sauce that. type of guy. No, no. I was at Lolo's for the first time on Sunday and uh, they were asking me for all these, you know, all these condiments. And I said, no, if the chicken is seasoned correctly, I won't need any hot sauce. All right. That's good for the inflation. You know, she doesn't have to purchase extra seasoning. Give it up for being a good steward. I'm also real. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Pick another number. One through 13. Three. Come on. One for the father, one for the son, one for All the right, father. here we go. Yeah. If you had to eat yeah. one dish for a whole day, what would it be? Hooters wings. All day long. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. Pick another one. One, two, 13. Uh, seven. <laughs> What's something from your childhood that you still love today? Lucky Charms. No, really? <laughs> I never liked Lucky Charms. Oh my god! I'm not a cereal person anyway. I, I, I hate milk. <laughs> you talking, were you talking about food, or were you just talking about anything? I was talking about anything. Music. Okay, that's yeah. all. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, pick one more. Uh, How many have you done? Three. Pick two more. Pick one. Pick again. I the number of grace. Be my bossy. Let's see. What number is that? You said five. five? Five. Uh, what's something you couldn't? I was about to say piggy. <laughs> what's something you couldn't live without? <laughs> music. I can't live without Jesus and music. Okay, pick one more time. One through thirteen. Ten. Let's see. Okay, what's a movie or a show that everybody else loves but you just can't get into it? Oh, that's a good one, actually. Um. Um, um, wow. Um, I can't get into it. Right. Uh, you know, I never got the whole, um, matrix move. I agree. I, I never, agree. <clears throat> I'm exactly. sorry. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I couldn't get into them. I, I never, and I love, I, I, I'm a movie buff. So there are things that I, you know, I, so Matrix is, is probably one for me. Were y'all into Matrix? Huh? Absolutely. I was asking the rest, yeah. were they into the movie? I watched all of them. And yeah. the one. Loved it. Loved yeah. all of them. Yeah. Maybe I just need to give it a chance now. Maybe, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to be in a certain mood <laughs> to watch the movie, you know. And I maybe tried. I tried last year. I still, I still, still wasn't my. Mm -mm. Okay, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> but that is the end of our game. Just to get to know you a little bit before we dive into this interview. <laughs> okay, all right. Awesome. So we're gonna go ahead and, and introduce you to some, and reintroduce you to others, real Baptist style. And. Uh -oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. You said you play. Play. Real Baptist. I, like that. I 
Yes, he will. All right, now. We just gonna get a concert tonight, yeah. Right. <laughs> I got my handkerchief. All right. Need a fan, like you said. When them... I need to go grab mine. Because right. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna just say my favorite Baptist song was "If I Had Ten Thousand Tongues." That was my Baptist song right there. Hmm. I would use it. All to praise his name. Can I get a little bit of pass me not since you're in a singing mood? Yes. Pass me not Oh, that's yeah, you know, he knows something different. Start in 2023, right, y'all? Yeah. So, yeah. where is your hometown, and where do you reside now? I I'm a new resident of Las Vegas. I live in Summerlin. I'm from Southern California, from Orange County. I grew up near the beach, and so I'm a probably the only black beach bum in Orange County. And uh, yeah, I'm a Cali dude. I decided to. Uh, by my one of my retirement homes here in Vegas, and so my mom, uh, whose birthday is tomorrow, she's happy she birthday, happy retired. birthday, mama. Yeah, she retired and moved here 20 years ago, and uh, so I just kind of want to be near her. She's elderly now. I just kind of want to be near her and just watch her, and you know, she's doing she's doing good. Um, so I decided, me and the wife decided, let's just go to Vegas, and you know and do the retirement thing there. But we still have our place in, in LA and, you know, God has been good. So, um, so yeah, I'm a Cali dude. Mm -hmm. So I like that, that you said that. What do you see it as a difference? Because I'm a, I'm from California and I'm, I've, I've had the ways of coming to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. What is the major differences do you see between Las Vegas and Cali? in ministry, music ministry? The West Coast period is really not a, a church region of this country because I travel mm -hmm. the entire country. We, we, we get a lot of sunshine and so therefore we can have a lot of activity. And unfortunately, as y'all know, I'm gonna keep it 100, that takes away some time from the body of Christ wanting to be focused when it comes to ministry. When you can go to the beach and then ski all in the same two hours, there's something that happens to the psyche. Um, uh, I, I feel like even with gospel music, gospel music is not as big here in the West Coast as it is in the South, Bible Belt, East Coast and the Midwest. 
you know, I can go to Chicago and do a, uh, a Monday night concert, Brent Jones, and it's packed on a Monday night. You come to LA on a Monday night doing some gospel, you'll be, it'll be crickets. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are, it will be crickets. And so, um, there's there's just a, a a different kind of vibe. I mean, I'm not even saying it's wrong. It's just different. We have a lot of distractions. We have a lot of things to do. And if you're gonna do ministry, it better be lit, straight up. I tell people, look, if if if, if you want to, I want to come to LA and, and and start a ministry. Oh, okay. Well, I'm telling you what we're used to. And so if you don't give us what we're used to, especially in LA, um, if you don't give us what we're used to and what we're accustomed to. Um, we're going to give you a lot of shade, you know, um, a little bit more lenient here in Las Vegas, but in LA, it's a different monster. You know, it's a whole different monster. I, you know, if you're LA, when I say LA, I'm talking about all of Southern California. You know, we, we have a lot of options. We can go to Mount Baldy and ski and be at Newport beach all within the 90 minutes, you know? And so with that, it's almost like church be church and the things of God become secondary, you know? Mm. Um, so that's, that's what I, I see. Even with radio, I just got a new radio show on 88.1 KCP power 88. And, um, you know, they came to me, Brent, you're here. We would love you to do your own show. So I'm doing it and it's cool. Um, but even gospel music in LA, we have one day from 12 noon to six o'clock PM, six hours of gospel only. Whereas in Washington, D.C., that whole DMV, there are three FM gospel stations, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Three. You know, I'm not even counting the college station at Morgan State. I'm not even talking about uh, HUR or uh, at uh, Howard. I'm not, you know, which I'm talking about main stations that are 24-hour gospel music on FM. You know, right. so the whole, you, you'll find the people on the East Coast know gospel artists' names. They hear a song, oh, that's such and such. Oh, that's such and such. Where here on the West Coast, it's like, uh, mm, you know. And so this is my home. And so I've had to learn the difference. You know, I, I've had to learn the difference. But I love me some West Coast. Uh, but from a industry person and from a, you know, a gospel artist, I definitely see there is a, uh, a bigger passion for the things of God in other places. And every everybody has an exception to the rule. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm making very general statements and opinions are like, okay, everybody, <laughs> everybody got one. Come on, somebody. <laughs> um, you know, so that's that's the what I see. Mm-hmm. See, I'm from the South, so I had no idea that it was a difference between the like the gospel cultures between so hey y'all just learned me something I was today years old was I can get out yeah where are you from where are you from Alabama oh yeah so yeah, just in Alabama from Mobile to Birmingham uh, <laughs> uh I I know of already in just the top of my head four 24 hour gospel stations uh, you know, in the Alabama region, you know, I, being an artist, I have to keep up with my single, what is doing on radio. So I see the charts and, you know, Alabama is a huge market for me. I'll be in Alabama. As a matter of fact, I'll be in Birmingham, um, in June. So, yeah. I got a conference in June, but when, when June? June, the, um, the last weekend in June. I just, oh, they just, 
They just booked me. Yeah. So, and you know, Birmingham sticking out to me because I haven't been to Birmingham in a while. So yeah, it's just a different, it's a different kind of thing. It's a different kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you do ministry on this West coast with all of our sunshine, you know, um, you, you, you better come with something as opposed to just a room with some four walls and have you tried Jesus. He's all right. Mm-hmm. And you, you that's absolutely right. I'm, I'm born and raised. I'm a native here of Las Vegas. And so. Wow. I've never met one. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. So real. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> and so, um, and this is actually our second time I met you some many, many years ago when you um, came to Vegas, you were just starting out as an artist with TP. Um, oh, Jones, wow. you, you performed at mountaintop faith ministries. Okay. TP mom. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I mean, I think, no, I think actually you, you were, you were with TP mob, but I think that was, you were kind of branching out at that time. I want to say you were really branching out and starting to do something. You had a full band with you. It's pretty amazing what you were doing. Okay. So um, I would, <laughs> yeah, many years ago. So <laughs> I would say that the um, everything is different here in Vegas, but one thing that is very, very important as it is always in business is the relationships. Definitely. Um, everything is very relational here. And um on the West Coast, especially in Vegas. And so even if um, you are anointed, of course, we know that will draw the people in. The spirit of God is going to draw. That is, that's going to happen. But to build relationships, or I say, and to build relationships, you need to be very relational. You need to, um, you know, establish partnerships, gain trust and support. And then, and then that's how you're able to do things here in Vegas, because we have a lot of churches here. People don't understand that. We have many churches here. We have many ministries here. However, um, to get the support you want, you have to be um, approachable. You have to, and you have to really sometimes just get out there and show that you, you're supportive and you're there. You know, as an artist, they're going to come to you. You know, however, you still want to, you know, put yourself out there, put your information out there and make sure you let them know what you have coming up. And, hey, I'll sign an autograph. I'll give you input on what can help you um, as far as being an artist. And you have all that good information. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of artists out here that would love to get that information from you. Yeah, it's it's important. That relational piece is important in mm-hmm. to me in business and all business. Yes. Um, and especially in you, if you are a if you're a gospel artist and you don't like people, I, I need you to go somewhere and sit down. Uh, <laughs> you, if you are a gospel, say that again, but that's Please. real. That's yeah, real. Say that if again. You're a gospel artist, if you are a gospel artist and you have a manager and a publicist and an agent and an adjutant and a, uh, <laughs> a palm reader and a, a, a mind reader and a therapist, and you don't have a covering and you don't have a pastor. Get somewhere and sit down. If if you're a gospel artist and you can't sing in your own praise team and your own choir, get somewhere and sit down. I've been in this game a long time and I know what you're saying is right. It is a whole segment. It's not just in Las Vegas. That's in LA. LA is an entertainment system. And so, you know, it's everybody wants clout, everybody wants to be a star, everybody's a brand. Okay, that's fine. But if you are so-called brand in gospel music or anything that work ministry and you come to me talking about, I can't do people, shame on you. Right. right. You shame on you. What do you mean you can't do people? Well, then you can't do ministry, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised at how many people who are in mm-hmm. ministry 
who say stuff, stupid mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, well, you know, I don't sing in the choir because it damages my voice. Oh, okay. Well, something you're not doing right is damaging your voice. It's not the choir. And if you're too big to not sing in your own local church choir, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shame on you. Don't, don't, don't give me this. I'm an artist now. And so I don't have time to go to church. Oh, we. You know, what is that about? I'm very successful. I've been in this industry a long time. Okay, but when I'm at home, I was sitting right there, third row at Mountaintop on, on uh, last Sunday. And, and I made sure that Bishop House saw me and Lady House saw me so they know I'm here. I'm, I'm here for the word. You ain't got to call my name, I, I, but, but I'm here for the word. Feed me, man of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you'd be surprised, especially some of these Gen Zers. Who, who feel like as long as I got 175,000 followers on Instagram, I'm, I've made it and I don't have to do the things that normal people do in the body of Christ. Y'all, it's an epidemic. Let me tell you, I can go, I can go in real hard right here and put myself in B flat. I can go in real hard right here. I, I, this is not a speculation. This is not even opinion. It is what I see and know. Or this other thing where I sing on the praise team, I don't sing in the choir. What's that about? Oh, wow. So we we created the Bloods and the Crips in church. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a separation for sure. You know, I'm a praiser, but you're a word. I'm a worshiper. You're just a praiser. We, we, you know, and I know sometimes we just do that to have little quirky, little trendy sayings, but we, we, we have made the praise team the star of the church. They come with their Gucci glasses on and scarves and show up the day of. They don't rehearse. They get the MP3 on their e- Instagram or their email, and they oh. learn their part, and they show up. No accountability, no anointing, ain't prayed, ain't joined in. When, you, when you're in a choir, you come with, I am less than, and I want to join with your less than so we can be bigger than ourselves. There's something, too. I'm not trying to pit the choir against the praise team, but what I see in this country specifically, that the praise team have become the church stars. Yeah. And they got Instagram pages and they showing off their new shoes and what they were. Oh, it's it it ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised. I don't know if we would even be that surprised. I know. <laughs> I think I, I think Brent Jones. I think you're right on it, and I think you just saying things that maybe we don't say. Yeah, we may no, want to say it I'm sometimes, but I'm that a piece we I'm just don't say it. I, I don't. Let me tell you, I, I, I'm 50 years old. I have a 28 year old daughter. I don't need to bridle my tongue about things of uh, that I know are right. I'm not gossiping. I'm not uh, sowing discord. I'm speaking the truth. It, it reminds me of the, the letters in the in Revelations and one of the letters that he had wrote to the church, he was saying that they had forsaken their first love. Mm-hmm. And I think, because um, that was one of the questions I have for you, where did the love, love of music come from? Where did the, the passion behind it come from? And I think once, once people start getting all the accolades and all the praises and stuff, they begin to forsake that first love and they begin to praise and adore themselves. And so um, <clears throat> forgetting that it, sh- it shouldn't be no superstars in the kingdom mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be in competition. And so somewhere in there, they have forsaken their first love because it, 
with once you're anointed to sing, you're you're realizing that you're singing and you're worshiping to God, not actually to the people. You're not singing for for uh, for shape, fam, fam, or, or fashion. You're not um, doing it for show. You should be worshiping to God. You should be trying to usher in the Holy Spirit. But once it begins to shift or whatever, it's it's like a lot of people have forgot mm -hmm. their first love. Mm -hmm. And 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 Tish, let me just speak on this. You may agree, you may not agree. I love shape. I love form. And I love fashion. Okay. But that's not my first reason for doing what I do. I love good shows. I love great entertainment. I live in Las Vegas now. I live, I'm from LA, live in Las Vegas. I, I go, I, I, I have my Usher tickets. I have my Bruno Mars. I saw Bruno Mars back in uh, December. I love a great uh, entertainment uh, situation. I, you know, one of the, my favorite shows still on the strip is Michael Jackson's Strip Cirque du Soleil. Oh my God. Okay. But I realize who I am as a you know celebrity in this thing called gospel, but he did not call us to be stars. He called us to be lights. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ye are the what? Light, Light. of the world. Of the world. Okay. So my shining is important. God knew what marketing and, and promotion was all about. He was the chief marketer, the chief man. I got to do all these, these uh, miracles to show these fools who I am. Okay. Hey, 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 I'm, I, I'm the king of kings. Oh, okay. You, you, you're lacking, but I got two fish and five loaves. I got you. Okay. So he's the chief marketer and, 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 and promoter. Okay. But let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Oh, but glorify. That's right. In heaven. But first, we got to market it. First, we got to promote. First, we got to, I'm going to be the light that you're going to see that gets you impressed. I love being impressed. I love impressing people for God. I love that. I love that. So if it's a song, if it, if I'm on stage and I got my crew, my band, my singers, and, and we doing our thing, okay? And I love choreography and I love, and we doing our thing. And I impress somebody and then they come to me and say, wow, I haven't been to church in some years. I'm going back to church. You know, I forgot how this makes my soul feel, you know? Um, I think I've done my job then, you know? I think we, what happens is like you said, we get caught up in ourselves and he said, be lights. He didn't call us to be stars. And if you're not mature, that's why you have to have covering and real people and real friends around you to check you who are not worshiping you all the time. My wife loves Brent. She is not a fan. Mm -hmm. Y'all praise the Lord right through there. Okay. My wife don't, I don't walk through the house and she goes, oh my God, honey, I saw her do so I'm on the radio today. My wife don't do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. She respects me. She loves me. Okay. And she, she, she honors who I am. She understands the call on my life for ministry. But my wife is not a fan. Okay. She, she is not a fan. Okay. Because guess what? I, marriage wouldn't have lasted if she was a fan. Right. Right. Marriage wouldn't have lasted. And, and ladies and gentlemen, 30 years, April the 18th, it'll be 30 Aww. years. Yeah. 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 Okay, because in my career, there was ups and peaks and valleys and ups and peaks and valleys. So she was just a fan. 
when we when the valley times hit, she'd have been like, deuces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she understands the call of my life. She realizes I do it uh, via music, you know, via entertainment or whatever, but she recognizes the call of my life. And that's how. You well, know that leads into my question. Um, you just mentioned um, if she was a fan back in the TP mob and all that. So when you came to Mount Top way back then, it was, you know, the TP mob and you had Kirk Franklin saying, TP, are you with me? Oh, yeah, we had the church. Queen. Y'all remember that. And he so GP. he was saying GP. GP. Oh, okay. I said TP. Okay, here I am. Well, we my own words. When I make up my own words to the right. song. And right. then I sing them wrong for years. And this was before they had lyrics. You remember they they didn't have right. lyrics.com back then. <laughs> <laughs> you had to buy the record, mama. You had you to know, buy the record. I said a lot of wrong. Never mind. I just made up a lot of words. Right. I never said watermelon in the choir, though. I never said watermelon in the choir. Watermelon. <laughs> I, I sung watermelon I, in the choir. I was nobody. Oh my God. I don't know which one. I try to Man, know the words in church. I'm like, see, I make my own words. <laughs> I just made that up right there. Okay. So, <laughs> but with the TP, mm-hmm. how much have you learned as an artist since those days? Because that's been a while now. Well, we were in our 20s. So as every 20-year-old learns about life, because you, you start living life and life starts to train you. Come on, training. Life will train you. Okay. Life will say, ah, 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 no, you're not going to do that. Life will say, oh, you're up today. Tomorrow you'll be down. Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle that? Mm -hmm. Life will say, yeah, you're at the top of the charts on this, on this quarter. Okay. And, and then something happens or something is revealed about your personal life. And then nobody's checking for you on the second quarter. Come on, life. Come on, life. I know you're talking tongues, but everybody got something they got to deal with. Everybody got a demon they got to fight. Okay. So, what to answer your question, humility. Wow. Don't ever say what you won't do. Mm-hmm. Don't ever judge somebody because of just what you see in the cover, because it was only by the grace of God. Y'all about to make me happy. It's only about the by the grace of God that I'm able to be where I am today. There are people who died from some of the same things that I did, but God kept me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh? He kept me. Mm-hmm. You know, so the twenty-year-old, oh my God, why are they doing that? They don't, they, they ain't saved. That ain't anointed. That was a twenty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, then life started to happen. So now the fifty-year-old says, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. I, I don't agree. It seems a little strange, but I'm gonna pray." Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And I thank God for wisdom. I thank God for just maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, just maturity. You know, because Lord knows I have not been so perfect. You know how I know? You could ask my wife. You call Shelly any time of the day and she'll let you know. <laughs> where, where is Shelly? Put Miss Shelly Jones on. <laughs> She's at her office, but uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. That one right there, she loves me, but she she don't need me. She don't need my money. She don't need my resources because she has her own thing going on. She stayed because she loves me. Amen. Okay, so, um, but yeah, what I learned is humility. Mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. beautiful. And mm-hmm. and um, do you feel like your wife contributed a lot to where you are today, where you are today in, in, in as far as your role as a wife? I, I couldn't have done it. Let me tell you something. Uh, so real, I couldn't have done it without my wife. When I started the TP Mob, she recognized the call of my life. Our daughter was born in that same that same year the TP Mob started. My uh, uh, my daughter was born, and she said, "Babe, I'm gonna step out of this alto section and raise our daughter because I don't want my daughter. Do- I don't want our daughter to resent the industry." because we are always gone and we you, there's no connection. I want to be able to bring her to your concerts and we can have some sort of normal kind of life. Not going to be all normal, mm-hmm. but she stepped out of the role of being one of my alto singers and said, no, I'm going to go home and be a mom. I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, do my business. And, you know, she's, her business is crazy thriving, but she, she decided I am going to be a mom and I'm going to support you as your wife. And I need to do this for our daughter. You know, so the word is sacrifice. Yeah. You know, so that woman of God, she, she, I spoil her to death because she has paid for that praise. You hear me? <laughs> I know the ladies ought to be clapping. He said he spoiled his wife. Come on. Going back to what you said about the differences when we talk about the differences in generations, um, um, what artists in this newer generation have caught your attention? Or I was Leandria Johnson do because Leandria understands soul. She understands voice. She understands anointing. Uh, watch this. And we know that she ain't perfect. We know that all of us on here, we we all, and watch it. Leandria ain't done nothing less or more than all of us have done right here in this circle. True story. I need somebody to wave their hand at me. <laughs> I love Leandria. Okay. I love her. I loved I her love when she was live. I love her now. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I could say about Leandria is that she was transparent. You yeah. know, even whatever state that she was going through, because we, because one thing that a lot of people were doing during that time when she was going through that moment was judgment instead of praying, like, why is she going through this? Who hurt her? Instead of that's what a mother of the church would say. I, you know, when you back in the day, the mother of the church would be like, "You going through something?" You know, despite what your words are saying and how you acting, you going through something. I, I, I love Leandra for her transparency, mm-hmm. so that she can and be see, able to be transparent. I think now it's cooler to be transparent. See, when I was Leandria's age, it wasn't cool to be transparent. It was cool mm-hmm. to be fake and phony and churchy, so that people will like you. Yeah, I, I don't see how. I say it a lot. I don't see how anyone now is going to win over the the other generations, the gener- the millennials, and those up under if if you don't be transparent. Um, and biggest part of my ministry is being transparent, being open, and actually saying, "Hey, I've been I've been where where you were. Make myself relatable. Encourage them." And then turn around and give them instructions, biblical instructions that's going to help them, but not judge them. And so a lot of times, you know, especially the us Christians, after we didn't fix ourselves up and we didn't we didn't we didn't um change or whatever, we forget to go back or we forget that we too 
Come on, Paul. We too were once the the one the adulterers. We too were the ones sleeping with somebody's husbands. We too was the ones that was partying all night. We too was the ones wearing the mini skirts. We too was the ones that was talking about turn up, turn down for what? You know what I'm saying? Like we too were the ones that was smoking weed. We too know how to roll roll a a, a fat blunt. We forget that stuff. We forget that we too were gossipers. We too um, have, have ac actually uh, actually have been out there. And so in order for you to make yourself relatable, you actually have to tell them, hey, I, I've been where you were, but look look how I got here. I understand your struggle. But a lot of times people don't come to, to church, the younger generations, because they feel like I come to, to millennials. I'm a millennial and, and under. We don't talk. They don't talk to certain people because they feel like you can't relate to what I'm going through. You can't you you you're sitting in this nice big house. Or whatever, and I'm sitting up here robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm sitting up here trying to figure out whether this peanut butter and jelly is enough to make us through the week, or, or the fact that I have to not eat for my kids, and so they don't understand. They don't see how we can relate to them. You're going to have to be transparent and let them know that you hurt too. You're actually going to have to do like they like uh, down. I'm not how down, uh, Jesus did down Thomas. You're going to have to show them your hands and show them your wounds, show them your scars, show them, the, show them where they nail, nailed you, show them where they pierced you in the sides. You're going to have to show them. You have to be transparent. And you know what? I think to even add on to that, you have to be transparent about some of the struggles you have even now. Mm -hmm. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean you're not, you, you don't want to smoke a blunt or you don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? And I have my own uh, uh, feelings about smoking weed—it's—it's it's legal now. I don't smoke. I don't never have smoked. Um, That—that's not—that was not my vice. I don't like smoke. I'm a singer. I don't like smoke around me. Okay. Um, I never liked the taste of alcohol. I didn't like the smell of it. I, well, I couldn't like the taste because I didn't even like the smell, so I never tasted alcohol. I, they tried to get me drunk on my uh, my my wedding night. Uh, with some champagne, and I put the glass up to my, and I smelled the champagne, and I don't like the way it's it smelled. So I did not drink or smoke because I'm saved and got the Holy Ghost. I just didn't like the way it it it, okay. it, it was for my from me. You know what I'm saying? But but what we got to do is to me to reach millennials and Gen Zers is that even in our holiness and our changed uh, nature and there's still rough edges that got to be smoothed out. There's still things that I struggle with that I, I let go of, but I want to dabble in it sometime. See, we don't want to talk about those kinds. We don't want to, because we, in the church, want, if we're super men or super women in the church, we are revered and everybody's ego loves to be revered. We love that. Oh my God, it's intoxicating. Woo, they anointed. Woo, they so strong. Woo, look at them. And it has nothing to do with money. It has really nothing to do with money. You know, money maybe is the resource that you can maybe grab on some of these vices a little more, but you can be rich and real crazy or poor and real crazy. So um, I, I just think transparency is not just, I once was lost. Yeah. Transparency is I'm found, but sometimes I have lost tendencies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm found. He loves me and I love him, but ooh, 
Ooh, that chick with that big booty is Lord have mercy. You still have to choose. You still have to pick up your cross every day. Every single day. Every day. And I don't think that's what I don't. That's why millennials don't want to come. My daughter does not go to church. You know what she told me? She's daddy. You know I love God. Okay. My daughter speaks in tongue, knows praying language. She, my, my daughter grew up. She, she knows and she has a relationship with God. She says I won't go to church because I saw how they treated you. Mm. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought I was hiding all of that from her. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't know she was saying it. I thought, you know, when craps, I almost said a bad word, when crap started happening in church, I thought I was shielding her from all of that. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. So my grown daughter, very independent. She's an artist. She's a recording artist. She's a singer. She doesn't do Christian music. She does R&B music. And it's good. It's, she's a great songwriter. But she doesn't go to church. She lives in Chicago. She went to Chicago for school and stayed. You know how churchy Chicago is? There's a church. Oh, my God. Some of the most mega and dopest churches are in Chicago. My daughter ain't checking for church. Mm. Her words to me was, Daddy, I'll come to your concerts when they're in town. Uh, you know, when I come home, I'll, you know, I'll be your assistant. I'll set up your product table. But I'm not going to church. And what do you think it's going to take? You know, to really besides, you know, the transparency, I think we're all on the same page with um, the generations to come. They really need um, and the younger generations. They really need transparency. But I think um, we also need to have we also need to live the life that we, we talk about. And like you said, it is important to share with them those struggles. But in this the day that we're in. We really do. And, and without sounding so churchy, we really do need the Holy Ghost power of God. Um, oh, I do. You know, we really do. And, and the thing of it is, is that if whatever God has gifted us to do in this in this time, right. we need to be utilizing that gift to really spread the gospel to the younger generation. We don't have anybody to pass the mantle to. Right. We're, in, we're in a situation where they're talking about gospel music is dying out. Um, the the new the the Christians that are, the mothers in the church are dying out. Um, the youth ministries are dying out. You know, um, I work with youth all the time, and one thing that they do I know about them is they're gonna one they're gonna do research. They're gonna do research. Yeah. Yes, they you are. You can just tell them, mm -hmm. like people tell us. You know, right. because I'm grown and I said so. But right. why? But why? And they go and they'll Google it. And they're gonna Google it. Yes, yes. And then they're going to also, the thing about this generation is they're very discerning. Mm -hmm. They can discern in 3.5 seconds if you're a liar or not. Right. They know if you fake, they know if you're phony, they know if you're fraudulent, and they know if you're real. Right. They're discerning and don't even know what discernment means. Don't even know what it means. You're good. You have to have the Holy Ghost power in whatever you're doing and, and working with the youth because that the, the spirit of the living God and your transparency and your passion for wanting them to be saved, the passion for wanting them to know the truth, that's going to draw them. That's going to intrigue them. That's going to make them curious. This is a curious generation. That's why they're always Googling. But once you um, have drawn them in by your transparency there's a draw. They can't tell exactly what they draw. that draw is because they're discerning and don't even know what discernment means. Then your walk has to line up. Okay, well, I noticed that she do this or she not into that, all that mess. He's not into all that mess. He's respected and there's something about him. Now I'm curious. 
what is it about you that makes you different from this person that's older? Right. And, and that's where you got to go. But you got to have the Holy Ghost power. This and this in these last days, you got to use your gifts. If God called you to be prophetic, then you need to spend time listening to God. And that's that's how you're going to reach him. You know, come here. Come here, sweetheart. Come here. Come over here for a minute. You know, it seemed like you're not yourself. Well, you don't know me. I know enough to know you're not yourself. What's going on, sweetheart? You seem like you have an imbalance. You seem like you're not comfortable when, you, when you're around your peers and you feel like there's something more to you, but you're dummying down to fit in. Now they're curious. How did you see that about me? Because I use my Holy Ghost power, because I use my gift. I use my prophetic gift. I use my word of knowledge. We got to use these gifts. We got to be transparent because they're discerning. Mm -hmm. Once we intrigue them, then we got to we got to start rope, roping them in and they're going to watch the walk. They're not going to they're not going to they don't care nothing about churchy. Right. They don't care nothing. They don't care how educated you are. These these the, the young people, they don't even care about your money because they okay. know how to get money, legal or illegal. I, I'm learning. Eh? Oh, I get money, but you they're going to discern you in 3.5 seconds. We might come entertain each other, mm -hmm. but we cannot entertain the youth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's okay. why we have to have the Holy Ghost power of God when we're talking to him. So we can draw them. You're, you're so right. So real. Thank you for that. I think that it's important that we get them in relationship with God as opposed to just trying to get them to church. Yes. Um, you know, church is cool. It's a meeting place. It's, you know, God gives instruction, words of knowledge, words of encouragement, words of wisdom. And, um, and, and it's a place for us to come and do corporate worship. Um, but let's just keep it real. Our parents kind of made, for my generation, our parents kind of made us come to church, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I liked coming to church because I was a musician and I love the, I love to play and I love to sing and whatever. Um, but we were the last 20 years is 23. The last, let's just say the last 23 years, we have a whole two generations that did not two that did not go to church. And so they don't, they're not churchy. They don't know the whole church antic thing. They don't, they, they, they don't know how to be church phony. They know how to be real or not real according to the streets. Mm -hmm. the, the streets are either school, the streets are either their family, you know, their circle of friends, you know? And so I think let's introduce them to God in a relationship. Uh, I think one of my, my sister was saying, you know, it's about relationships. Yeah, and it is. It, it's about a relationship with him. You're not going to be perfect all the time. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. But even when you fall, he he's that kind of dude that's going to, you know, put you back together again. He doesn't kick you to the curb because you make mistakes. We do that, you know, but don't compare God to us, you know, um, how I'm going to win my daughter back to church. My daughter's a leader and she's an inspirer. And I know she can use those gifts that you say so real. Those gifts are needed in the body of Christ. And that's how I'm going to win her back to. I'm getting ready to do something here in Vegas. I can't tell y'all yet. That's going to be my way of getting her back into ministry without even calling it ministry. Mm -hmm. you know, she, she's going to look up and she's going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you tricked me. I go, yep. Yep. And you love it, don't you? And she's going to say yes. You know, so, I, you know, I, I know because I've been praying, you know, I want my daughter not to be hooked to church. Right. I want my daughter to use her gifts, like you said, so real for the body of Christ. It's about kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom.
Yes. I want my daughter to use her gifts for the kingdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know? So, mm -hmm. Wonderful. I love talking to y'all. <laughs> right. I think sometimes it's misunderstood that Keep like talking. millennials and those that are up under us that we have a lot of us have left the building but a lot of us will sit and watch sermons um, like I, I do a lot of ministry on Clubhouse and it's mm -hmm. people that do not go and go to church but they will sit in my room for two and three hours just talking about God. Um, it's another thing of, it's a thing of kind of going where they're at. So like how you was talking about TikTok, TikTok is the, the, you know, the next big thing. And it's one of those things to where us that are, are us that are, are strong, strong, our light has to shine over in social media because that's where they're at. They will sit on their phones and scroll for two and three hours. And so they will stop on, on the TikTok. They will stop on your, your Facebook live. They will stop on your Instagram reel. And so a lot of us have left the building, but we are, but we still have the relationship. And it's some people that have misunderstood that and thinking, oh, you know, they, they don't, um, you know, they don't know God. This and, but some of us actually have a closer relationship with God than what our grandmothers and our, our, our moms and our uncles and our, our aunties and, and other people, the, the generations before us, because we we know relationship and not religion. Yes. And so, and I th I think it's it's highly misunderstood amongst people to think that, uh, that think that hey, you know, just because we're not in the building, that we're actually not getting the word. We mm -hmm. it's a lot of the millennials and those upon us that would rather sit in the comfort in, in their home in pajamas. Um, with some popcorn or whatever, or they they cup of coffee and still get the and still get a, a good sermon or two, and they and they know that I, maybe because I'm in the south and they know know the the pastor's name, they can tell you about pa Pastor Mike Jones, they can tell you about Sarah Jakes, they can tell you about Sophia Ruffin, they can tell you about, they can even tell you about Bishop T D Jakes, they can tell you about about all these other ones, they can tell you about Ryan Lagrange, they can tell you about. Um, like so, so many other other ones or whatever, but you won't actually see them step up in, in the building of a church. And a lot of times, it's because they're the opposite of uh, Simi's last name uh, of being so real because they feel like, oh, church people are fake. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying earlier, they don't know fake. They don't know the the religious things. Are only thing they know is is real. And so, as as you were saying, they can look at you straight within a couple mm -hmm. seconds and be like. Okay, they being fake, they being phony. Hey, girl, they we could tell that you you're doing the um y'all know on Friday when they like she was like hey girl we they can tell that they can tell those little church hugs and stuff that is not real, it's not not fake. And so I find it interesting that it's a lot of people that sit that will sit in my rooms for two and three hours and it's no worship, it's no th theatrics or nothing, and we're just being real and transparent with the scripture, with the Bible, teaching it to them, and they actually sit in there. But a lot of them do not go to church. So we have to, it's some of us that are called to the social media platforms where they have ran to. And so another thing is that some the ones that are called to the social media platforms, we have to go there. We have to be obedient. Start the clubhouse room. Start the podcast. Start the, the streaming TV show. Start the 
the uh, Facebook Live, start the YouTube channel, start the Instagram thing, like how, how Brittany does with the Testimony Tuesday. That's, that's where they're at. We have to go there. We have to go. It's a lot of people that want to go out and go to Africa. and They want to go uh, all, all these other places to preach, but they're not willing to go next door or they're not ready, willing to go on the social media platform. So I'm going to be quiet. I know we're over time. That's so good. That's so um, good. Yeah, this you know, I just learned something. Thank you. I just learned something because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something very big here in, in uh, Las Vegas for uh, to 11-year-olds uh, to 19-year-olds. Uh, and so um, I, you confirmed some things in, in what you just said. So thank you. Um, uh, I think it's about getting them working in the kingdom. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, if you, if you want to go to mountaintop, that's cool. But I, I just want you, you have gifts. Okay. Yeah. So you have gifts and I want you to use your gifts for the kingdom. That's, that's all I want you to do. I, if, if you end up joining church, cool. Okay, cool. You know, but if not, I just want you to use your gift for the kingdom. I love that. And you know what, when I was speaking to, and I wasn't referring to coming into church, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been in a church church in over two years. My church is still on zoom. It's streaming. <laughs> so I don't even, I think the pandemic kind of changed mm -hmm. the way we think about that. Mm -hmm. But anytime we're talking about, especially in these last days, anytime we're talking about um, God and bringing them in, we're talking about the relationship, the mm -hmm. gift and the call. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. I'm telling you, and I think we all know we're never, we'll never be like we were pre-pandemic. Right. No. Life, church, things like that will never be the same. Right. And then I, and, and let me speak to this. What I don't like, and I, I'm hearing this a lot in the country. I'm not comfortable yet coming back to church. But you was at the Mary J. Blige concert, though, boo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you was at the Bruno Mars uh, residency. You was at Walmart, and you was at fashion show. So you, but you were uncomfortable coming back to church. I don't like that. I, I don't like that. You know, you should you should want to figure out a way to get to the house of God. You should want to figure out how to touch and agree somebody. How to have corporate worship. You should want to figure out that because you figured out how to be in Costco. Mm -hmm. You figured out how to walk up and down the strip amongst all these people. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I don't like hearing. You know, I don't know. You know, I wanted to say I wanted to say this coming from the perspective because I don't think it's a generation thing. I think it's people are got off their post um, because all the stuff you guys are saying post. I mean, pre COVID, I'm thinking about myself. My my parents never went to church. Um, grandmama went to church when she got dementia, we stopped going to church. So when I got into church, what really got me into church was somebody reaching out to me. As my, my, hold, on, hold on for a minute, pastor. I think it was so real that said, I don't know who said it, but somebody said the word passion. No, okay. You talked about passion. I am so sick of leaders in the church who don't have no passion, but they've been there for 10 years and we're not going to rock the boat. So we're just going to keep them there. I'm sick. Um. I'm sick of it. Because that's what's running people away. Because passion draws. Somebody here said it. Passion will draw you. Passion draws. And those kids, we talk about our young people, they, they recognize, they discern passion. This mm -hmm. chick really wants, this chick named So Real really wants me to be saved. Whoa. 
You know, they, it, it they, impresses a lot of young people to yes. say you care about me and you don't have to. Right. Well, you got people that in youth ministry who don't want to work with kids, but they're but but they're being a paid they're a paid pastor they're on staff and it's become a part of how they pay bills and so we just gonna keep them there. And you know you just you confirmed something I was because um, my old mentor Dr. M T Thompson. Uh, God rest his soul. He said, the way you draw people to church is compassion, but principle. You show them compassion, but then you give them biblical principle to be able to help them, give them the tools. So when they leave your church, they won't die. They know something. They could go to prayer. They could fast. They could go to a word. They could start growing their arsenal so that when they leave our church, they remember something. Instead of just having the Holy Ghost shouting and then go outside and get shot with a demon bullet in your car before you even drive off to church, you already cut somebody out because you really wasn't prepared to go back out in the world. Because a lot of us, when we go under a covering, we feel it, the Holy Ghost, the anointing starts falling down. But then when you're at home, the devil knows I'm going to just it's like an abusive husband. I'm going to just wait for you to get home. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's because a lot of people took their eye off Jesus. If you look at Jesus, his whole arrival was out of compassion for us. That was his whole M.O. He showed up for us and then he gave us truth. He didn't show up to judge us. He didn't show up to condemn us. He didn't show us show up to point the finger. His first yes. thing was love and compassion. And that's what it is. But I'm going to end that right there, y'all, because we got to switch gears. <laughs> Don't start it. Don't start it. We got to switch gears, sir, because we got to talk about your new single, okay? <laughs> Nothing else matters. We're about out of time. We haven't even touched your song. We got to talk about that. So this what was the inspiration? No, I thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so the new single, Nothing Else Matters. Hold on, hold on. I got to show y'all the CD. So here's the CD. Um, it's called Nothing Else Matters. That's nice. Uh, so I got inspired to do Nothing Else Matters because I did not do well in COVID. COVID depressed me. I wish I can have the testimony. Ooh, me and Shelly were walking around the kitchen and quoting scriptures and prophesying <laughs> to one another. Uh, I don't have that testimony. Well, right. COVID depressed me. I'm, in, I'm used to being in front of people. I'm used to singing. I'm used to performing. I'm used to ministering. And so when all that shut down, I was depressed. Yeah. It was hard for me. Okay. So God, I, I said, God, Please use my gift to get me. I need you. I need you to get me, but I use my gift. He said, instead of complaining, I dare you to praise him. That's the vamp of the song. You listen to the song. The vamp of that song is instead of complaining, I dare you to praise him. And guess what? We keep on going up and up and up until what? Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that was the premise of the whole record. And so we put songs on this record that just do that, you know, um, it was inspired musically by y'all remember the 90s R&B group called High Five? Yes. Ooh! Yes. Right, right, right. So, so when you hear Nothing Else Matters, it was inspired by that track. Teddy Riley, ladies and gentlemen, High Five. Oh, Yep. Bam. Bam. I'm gonna say that. I, you broke that all the way down. So I'm before before we, we before we go because I know we're going late. I want to ask you this: What would be one word of advice to an upcoming artist? Passion, hard work, faith. 
Amen. Faith part. Got to have that faith component for sure. And faith without works is it's it. dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Touch your neighbor and say dead. Touch your neighbor and say dead. Dead. <laughs> right in the comments, say dead. You know. <laughs> Well, one thing I want to just say, Mr. Brent Jones, I appreciate you. I We live here together with neighbors. I usually say, you know, you family now when you come to Vegas. Well, you live in Vegas. So and when you need the call of Anointed Radio, let us know. We are here to support um, and be able to be that help because the mission statement of Anointed Radio is unity brings change. Yeah. And. It definitely on the West Coast, I've been talking about this for going on five years, about how the body of Christ needs to unite like how the East Coast does so that we don't feel so isolated in our own individual islands and individual ministries and start to help each other and not recreate the wheel, but to come together to do a great impact in the communities that we live in. So whatever you need from us, from promotion, anything like that. Let us know. You're already on rotation, like I told you on the phone. Um, I I want to be able to speak people because you gotta you gotta test the spirit sometimes. Because I didn't have people come back, put your, put my music on, and I'll be like, you you not even all like you 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 kind of mean. But mm-hmm. I want <laughs> like for real. There's some people that's in this industry. You'd be like, ooh we, mm-hmm. you wouldn't talk to everybody that way. So you, you, you don't know the half. <laughs> I don't think so, I want to know. Just let me live in my la la land and continue yeah. to love y'all. I'm, 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 <laughs> well, you know, I just they just gave me a new radio show on uh 881 uh every Sunday night at six o'clock. Y'all listen to me. My whole approach is gonna be very different. Uh, we playing good music, we're having a good conversation, but I'm really gonna focus on the music and the and the musicians who played on the most, some of these iconic records that we've been singing for years and didn't know who was actually playing them, who was on keys, who was on bass, who was on organ. Uh, I'm going to be really highlighting that we have some of those iconic musicians living right here in Las Vegas. And uh, and they're going to know it through my show. Six to eight on uh, Sunday evenings on 88.1. And we call it Good Time with Brent Jones. And uh, the first show was amazing. And so our second show starts on this this Sunday. So y'all listen up for your boy. Amen. I need to bring that to our to our TV uh to our TV our Roku channel. I'm just saying, just want to throw that. No, say, no, say that again. I missed it. Say again. I said you need to bring that to our Roku channel. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we went from clapping to right. Okay, what? snatching from clapping uh-huh. to snatching. Okay. Ooh, the housewives of in Potomac, Lord. Please, well, no, no, sir. This is the, this is anointed radio. Oh, all right. <laughs> with, with that being said, we are, fun. We are fun, fabulous, and anointed. Come on, anointed. That part. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, thank you, everybody that's watched with us. Make sure you download the Anointed Radio app, and I challenge you this week. To just help somebody out by just being nice to them because you never know what somebody's going through. And we still, even though I I usually say this during the holidays, I'm still hearing reports of a lot of people going through some real tough times. And you could just be nice and help somebody out. That could take, that could be worth more than millions. Just give somebody a hug, high five, whatever it is, just some 
type of encouragement because there's some people out there hurting. There's some people out there that is really going through hell and hot water and they feel all alone. And if you could be like what Brent said, that light in their darkness, you never know what that can do. Because when you serve people, you serve God. I'm going to just leave that there. So with that being said, much love. Love y'all all. Make sure to tune in next week and peace.